The head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Mac Brown, joins us now. The Hall of Fame coach who next week is getting ready for the Virginia Tech Hokies. It's almost game week. But before we get to game week, coach, later this week, somebody is celebrating the big 7-0. On Friday, it's going to be your 70th birthday. How are we celebrating, Mac Brown? Josh, we'll be up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we'll be having a team meeting at 6.30, and we'll practice from 8 to 10. So that's that's how we celebrate. We celebrate by trying to get ready for uh, Virginia Tech. One of the things I learned about my birthday in college football at a very, very early age is you don't get to celebrate it. Does the same apply for the wedding anniversary, too? I remember you told us about the wedding in Dillon. Yes, that was September 6th. So we don't get to celebrate either one of them. So maybe what we do is we celebrate it every day instead of on that day. <laughs> Mac that Brown's good, here. Right? Yeah, that does sound good. Sounds like a lot of fun. I think I'm going to celebrate my birthday the same way. Uh, when you arrived in Chapel Hill, I'm interested in how quickly the triad became a priority for you from a recruiting perspective. I know you can't talk specifically about what happened over the weekend at Grimsley High, but when I look at your Defense, for example, all underclassmen, Ray Ray Dilworth and Javari Ritzy are from around here. Miles Murphy went to Dudley at uh, in Greensboro as well. How quickly did you realize, yeah, the 336 is where we need to be focusing? Josh, we, we really just wanted to focus on the entire state like we did when we were here before. And when you get areas like Greensboro, you get areas like Charlotte, you get areas like uh, Raleigh-Durham, Winston-Salem, uh, Greenville. I mean, there's a lot of football players where there's a lot of people. And uh, one of the things I've really noticed about the state of North Carolina, unlike when I was here before, so many people have moved in to wonderful cities like we're talking about that there are a lot more prospects. You've told us before, Mac Brown's with us here on WSJS Sports, by the way, that Clemson has set the standard in the ACC that everybody's trying to chase even from a recruiting perspective. So how do you convince a five-star caliber player to choose something that could be versus something that has been for the last decade almost? Well, we uh, first thing you start talking about when we were here before, we were a top 10 team the last two years we were here. So that just shows that it's possible. And, and North Carolina is a much better job now, Josh, than it was when, when we were here before. Secondly, you show the track record that, that I've got, and, and we've done pretty well. And, and you win a national championship. You've gone to a lot of bowl games. You've been in that top ten a whole lot. So guys know that we know what we're doing. And then thirdly, I hired one of the best staffs in the country because eight of these ten guys have either been involved in winning a national championship uh, or they uh, uh, Dre played for a Super Bowl and won. So... Uh, these guys know how to win, and they know what they're doing. So when you take a, a great institution, uh, a great institution academically, uh, Chapel Hill is one of the best college towns in the country. You've got Raleigh and Durham as cities uh, within a rock's throw where guys can go to the city if they want to. Uh, we're totally sold out. We've got tremendous facilities. They're about to get better and be as good as anybody in the country. Uh, we're recruiting really, really well. Our players are happy. Our coaches are staying because they're stable, and the university's paying them to stay. 
Um, they know I'm not going anywhere, so uh, it's it's a, a fun time to be here, Josh, and, and I think young people are seeing that. Um, Clemson has is, is already bought a house in the college football neighborhood. They're there every year. They have done, Dabo's done an amazing job, and he's a good friend of mine. I'm really proud for him and proud of him. We're kind of the new guy. We're renting. So we're, we're got in the top five last year, ended up in the top 15. We're in the top 10 in preseason. Now we've got to keep our mouth shut and go play and win some games. So, but we are renting. Uh, we're, we're recruiting top-level talent, the, the top 10 type talent. Um, we're, we're playing much, much better as we continue to grow, just leaving the Orange Bowl and had a chance to win without four of our top players. Uh, but we do understand to, to get where the Clemsons, the Ohio States, and the Alabamas are, and, and that's having a house in, in the college football neighborhood every year, uh, we, we've got to step up and win. Which leads to the big question that I have, Mac, and given the track record you talk about in the 90s and at Texas, I think you're qualified about as qualified as anybody to answer it, is North Carolina in a place right now, given how quickly this has all happened, where they can just reload rather than rebuild despite losing NFL draft picks at skilled positions? Just lose those guys, and yep, next man up, we can just reload. Is North Carolina at that place yet, you think? I don't think so. We're getting there. The, the difference in our team right now is we've got some older, experienced guys with a tremendous quarterback, but we have so much talent with our young players, and, and they're going to have to play up to a standard, and they're going to have to play older. And um, uh, that's not easy for young guys to do, so our challenge is to make sure that as a team we get every ounce out of everybody on this team we possibly can. While I've got you here, I, I wanted to ask you actually about Hubert Davis who we had a chance to catch up with earlier today, I brought up to Hubert that you guys kind of have a lot of symmetry. You were both here in the 90s and worked at ESPN and are head coaches at Carolina today. And he said that you've already had an impact on his ability to be a head coach. And it goes back to something that happened at the introductory press conference. I think I, we have the clip here. This is what Hubert had to say, talking about something you told him that's influenced the way that he practices. He said something. I don't, I don't know if he understands uh, how much it meant to me and how much it's, it's changed uh, uh, um, my thought process in terms of conditioning with our guys. And, you know, one of the things he, he just, just happened to say this, he said, you know, uh, if our guys in our practice, our practice is designed to be our conditioning. And so if, if, if we go as hard as we can at practice, that I don't need to run them after practice. And he just, he just, just easily said that. And I came back to our guys and I said, look, how about this? I said, I will never run you a 33. If you give this team in this program, everything that you have out there on the basketball court. And I said, our practices will be designed uh, to condition you during practice. And if you go hundred percent in practice, I'll never run you sprints after practice. And so all the guys were like, Hey, this is awesome. Where'd you get this from? And I said, I got this from coach Brown. That's got to be the greatest compliment there is, Coach, when you tell someone like Hubert Davis something and it sticks. And not only does it stick, he applies it to what he's doing. Yeah, I love Hubert. I, I loved watching him play. Uh, he, he is an amazing story that Coach Smith told him he couldn't play at Carolina, and not only did he play, he's one of our best ever. 
And then some of the NBA people were questioning whether he could or not. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the history of the game. And, and anybody who questions him being a, success, a successful foot, uh, basketball coach at Carolina is going to miss out because that, that's all he needs. He just needs a little fuel for that fire. So I love him. I appreciate him. He has really helped us in recruiting already. Um, I, I enjoy being around him. He's got a great smile. He, he's uh, a tremendous person. They, they've got an outstanding staff. And uh, we, we've got some work to do before basketball season, but uh, can't wait to watch him coach. When we had McConaughey on last year, he mentioned that after games sometimes he'd come back to your place and after the game or go back to your office and talk about what happened with you and Sally. And Hubert said something similar. Like when he was playing for the Mavericks, you'd leave him tickets, and then after the game you guys would catch up. After these ball games, what do these post-game hangout sessions look like? Well, the, the thing that you do, you're, you're so hyped before a game, players and coaches, and, and there's, there's got to be a, a chance to unwind. And, and then you, you always watch the game on, on video before you go to bed, and you usually watch it a couple of times and don't sleep much after the game. But you've, you've got responsibility to your, your university. You've got responsibility to your players and, and your assistant coaches as a head coach. You've got responsibility to your families and, and to your fan base. So uh, it's really, really important, and uh, it, it's always been interesting to me after a game when a fan gets mad and says, Man, you didn't do a good job. You, you're harder on yourself than any fan could possibly be. So um, afterwards, you're pretty much if if you're uh, if you've won the game, you're you're on a complete high, and you're still going back and and thinking about things that were good and things you could fix. If you lose the game, it's just devastation, and and you've got to try to flip it to a point where you figure out what can you learn from it and what can you help your team not get beat twice. Last thing for Mac Brown here with us on WSGS Sports. Staying with basketball, Duke Carolina at at Cameron, Coach K's last game. Are you going to be there? Are you going to try and ask for a ticket? There's only 8,000 seats. Lord knows what those tickets are going to go for. Will Mac Brown be there? No. Well, I'm going to give that ticket to somebody who has really earned the right and deserves it. We've got so many wonderful Carolina fans that have paid a lot of money and have attended a lot of games, and uh, I shouldn't be a person who takes one of those seats away. So uh, I absolutely will not. I will watch it at home. I'll be propped up by myself. I'll be screaming and shouting, but I will not take somebody's seat away. Look at you. That's fantastic. Mac, best of luck with game week. We look forward to catching up with you all throughout the season, and uh, hope to see you in Blacksburg. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on, and, and you guys have a good week. Got it. There he goes. Mac Brown, kind enough to join us.